This is the Lindell Report, bringing you news combined with hope by offering practical and achievable action points to assist you in defending and preserving faith and freedoms. And now, here is your host, Mike Lindell. Good evening. Welcome to the broadcast. Glad you are with us. Brandon House here in for Mike Lindell, who is taking the night off to celebrate his birthday with his family. And so we wish Mike Lindell a very happy birthday. We're going to be joined tonight by uh, a lot of folks. We're going to be joined by Susan Swift in just a minute. Uh, she is the leader of the National Right to Life League. She's going to join us because the Biden regime is pushing a five-point plan to, con to continue the murder of children. We're also going to find out tonight breaking news. I'm told we are the first to have the story, to have the video, to have the interview with Susan after she testified before a committee in California. In California. And what did she say? And how did they respond? It all fits in with what's happening in our nation. And indeed, there are continuing attacks on pro-life groups. Where are the FBI? Where are the government officials? Well, they're not doing much because they don't care. This fits exactly their agenda. Then we'll be joined by Usama Dakdok. Usama, several years ago, was listed by the Southern Poverty Law Center, along with many others, as a hate group. And now Justice Thomas. Justice Clarence Thomas has come out and made a startling comment about what he thinks should happen with this issue of defamation from groups like the Southern Poverty Law Center that call people that stand up for American values, the Judeo-Christian worldview, hate groups, or compare them to the Ku Klux Klan or Nazi groups. Shocking story out tonight by the conservative media on what Clarence Thomas, justice with the U.S. Supreme Court, has said. Usama will respond, and then we'll get an update from our friend Sharona Bishop with Tina Peters, who's running for Secretary of State. The polls are actually looking really good in Colorado. The survey, the poll that came out yesterday by a trusted group showed that Tina Peters was in really good position to win the election. And we're being told tonight as we come on the air that there are long lines, long lines for voting on election day, which is when they were told to vote so that the, the uh, powers that be couldn't as easily manipulate. So we'll see what happens. We'll get a report from Sharona tonight in this hour. And then next hour, my show, I'll be joined by Roger Stone. Breaking news tonight. I guess Roger Stone is twin, uh, trending on Twitter. We'll get a report from Roger Stone. We'll get a report from Karen Kingston, Annie Cyrus, Todd Benzman, and then another report by Sharona Bishop and Tina Peters, and I think U.S. Senatorial Candidate for Colorado, Ron Hanks, and maybe more. Busy night here at Lindell TV at the news desk. Joining me now is Susan Swift with the National Right to League. Susan, welcome back to the broadcast. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thanks so much for having me on, Brandon. I really appreciate it. Well, we appreciate your making time for us. Um, Logan, let me know when you have that video queued up and ready to go. Uh, okay, he's got it. I hear this is just uh, shocking footage that's come out of California. Tell our set, set this footage up for us, will you please, Susan? 
Sure. Well, um, first of all, I'm the vice president of legal affairs at the Right to Life League, which is America's first pro-life organization. We were founded in California in 1967. And one of the things that we do, in addition to helping pro-life clinics and centers and maternity homes all across California stay open and functioning in the most anti-life state in the entire union, is we also educate the public about abortion. And we, we go to legislation and we oppose it. We go to Sacramento and we oppose the bad pro-abort bills that are going through our legislature. And right now, it's like drinking from a fire hose. There, there must be 20 bills going through. One of them that I oppose, there are two different ones I oppose today. One was uh, SB 1142. That's the abortion vacay bill where they're going to ship in everybody from all over the country to bring them into California to give them their free abortion. And the second one that I oppose is SB 1245. And that's what you have footage of. And that's when I simply called out our state legislature and Senator Kamlager because this bill has a disparate racial impact because it's targeting money. It wants to spend taxpayer money to send to Los Angeles County, where we already have more than, uh, it's 20, it's like one third of the abortions happen in Los Angeles County. It's the largest county uh, in our, in our state, I think in the nation. And it, these clinics that they want to send them to, they're all pro-abort clinics. They're all Planned Parenthoods, etc. And what they do is they want all the money to go just for abortion. And all of these clinics are in low-income, high-minority areas of Los Angeles County. So they're targeting uh, people of color. They are really targeting uh, children of color. And this is exactly along the lines of what the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, really dreamed of when she thought of her Negro project, when she was trying to explain that, you know, we we really need to uh, give blacks and browns and Catholics birth control and abortion to keep their numbers down. And I told it like it was, and I brought fire to Sacramento today. Wow. Well, let's play this video, folks. I think we're the first national outlet to have it. And so let's roll it. Thank you, Chair and members. My name is Susan Swift Arnall. I am the Vice President of Legal Affairs at the Right to Life League, America's first pro-life organization. We are based in Los Angeles County and we represent 55 pro-life organizations and millions of pro-life voters across the state. Chair and members, you already know that SB 1245 violates our state constitution because it is one-sided in its funding, making no accommodation for funding childbirth services. What you may not realize is the disparate racial impact of the bill and it pains me to say that. SB 1245 should be called the Margaret Sanger Racist Eugenics Memorial Act. Margaret Sanger was a proud white supremacist. She promoted birth control and abortion for low-income people of color. Sanger referred to them, and I quote, as weeds, human beings who never should have been born, unquote. She founded Planned Parenthood for that very reason. SB 1245 follows Sanger's eugenics dream by directing funds exclusively to abortion facilities in Los Angeles County, targeting children of color for extermination. As the bill itself states, LA County is home to 28% of the state's population, but already accounts for more than one third of all abortions in California. As the bill itself states, most abortion facilities in LA County are in low income, high minority areas. Directing funding exclusively to abortion services and not prenatal and childbirth services targets poor minorities for genocide from abortion. In your zeal to serve the abortion industry, you have forgotten history. 
Over 170 years ago, slave owners justified their racism with false notions. They said slaves weren't really human beings, so owning them was justified. Today, pro-aborts deny the humanity of the unborn to justify killing them in the womb. They said freed slaves would be a burden on society, unable to care for themselves. Today, pro-aborts say it is a kindness to kill an unwanted child. They said slaves were inherently dependent and, if freed, couldn't take care of themselves and would be much worse off and would die in misery. Today, pro-aborts justify a woman's choice by saying an unplanned child is better off dead because they will suffer a life not worth living. And of course, there was the unspoken financial benefit to slave owners. They profited from slavery. Today, the abortion cartel profits from taxpayer funding, which this bill, SB 1245, will augment. It is shameful, and if you pass this bill, you are on the wrong side of history. Instead of funding racism and eugenics, let's, let's fund maternal care and childbirth and adoption services so low-income minority women have the same options as women of privilege and wealth so they ha may have their babies, not just abort them. I urge an, a no vote on SB 1245. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else in the hearing room who would like to indicate opposition to SB 1245? Seeing none, operator, would you go to the lines? Anyone who would like to indicate opposition to SB 1245? Again, we will not take further testimony, but name, affiliation, and opposition. If you are in opposition to SB 1245, please take this opportunity and press 1 followed by 0. And nobody is queuing up, Mr. Chair. Thank you. You may close the lines. We'll bring it back to the committee. Questions, comments? Ms. Bonta. First, move the bill. Um, second. Thank you. We do have a motion. Is there a second? Second. Uh, and a second. I know very clearly, Senator, that your bill is focused on ensuring that we can counter misinformation campaigns. Uh, I'm looking at the legislation right now, and it says very clearly that it hereby establishes the purpose of expanding and improving access to the full spectrum of sexual and reproductive health care including abortion in the County of Los Angeles. Would love for you to be able to just reiterate the nature of this bill. Yes, thank you for that. Um, so the fact of the matter is, is that women of all races and ethnicities uh, seek abortion and also seek reproductive health care. Uh, it is also important to remind people that um, women, women of color, particularly black women, uh, have higher rates of complications with their pregnancies, are often at risk of dying uh, during childbirth and while they're trying to carry their child to term. Uh, this would also provide that kind of reproductive health care to them so that if need be, they can manage their way through pregnancy. And All right, let's it hold it right there, Logan. Pause it, pause it right there. Is there any, uh, I mean, this goes on for, for quite, a, quite a bit more. Um, but what's striking to me is that this lady, uh, is she a state senator who's speaking now? She is Senator Kumlager. She is the author of the bill, the ostensible author of the bill. Really what happens is Planned Parenthood, NARAL, you know, the lawyers at those, you know, the pro-abort cartel write this stuff and then uh, approach someone like Senator Kumlager and said, hey, would you offer this bill? But she is the ostensible author of the bill. 
Is anyone missing the irony that she's a black lady? Uh, she actually speaks to that later, and she suggests that I brought up the issue of racism simply because she's a, a woman of color, which is absolutely not true. As you heard in my testimony, I, I carefully went through how this bill has a disparate impact on poor minority community. But she takes an opportunity to try to zing me after she's also said that it's misinformation. Because then, again, this is, this is the cancel culture. This is the height of the cancel culture when they come after pro-life. That's what they want to cancel the most, is pro-life discussion. In my book, uh, Grave Influence, I wrote this book in 2008, came out 2009. We literally just received 10,000 copies of this yesterday in our warehouse because this book for years sold for $20. It went out of print. I agreed to a third printing of this 368-page book. If we would sell the book at our cost, $4.99, and we get it down when they get it into packets, and by the case to give away to high school, college students, adults, it gets down as low as $3.99. The book cost us well over three bucks to print. Then of course we have to print up, we have to have the packing labels, the, the, the packaging, and then the young people that pack it up for us, the storage, driving it to the post office uh, by you know, pickup truck, which for us includes box after box after box. The post office, they actually love us because we give them so much business. but. It's ironic that this came into our warehouse yesterday, 10,000 hardcover copies. And the, one of the reasons we're offering it, subtitle is 21 radicals and their worldviews that rule America from the grave. And one of those 21 radicals is, as you said, Margaret Sanger. And the American people need to learn about her. On page 312, to add to what you were saying about her, this is what I wrote. Uh, once back in the States, she organized a public relations campaign to have all her charges against her dropped. She'd been charged for all kinds of just lewd and lascivious things that she was printing. To put her eugenics worldview into practice, she opened a birth control clinic in Brownsville, New York, an area inhabited by Slavic, Latino, Italian, and Jewish immigrants. Singer stated that these ethnic groups were, quote, dysgenic and diseased races, end quote that needed to have their, quote, reckless breeding, end quote, curbed. Barely two weeks after the clinic opened, it was shut down, and Sanger and her sister were sentenced to 30 days in a workhouse for distributing obscene material prescribing dangerous medical procedures. Not the least discouraged, Sanger became acquainted with the doctors and scientists who had worked with Nazi Germany and their race purification program, quote, race purification program, and who had no compunction about the euthanasia, sterilization, abortion, and infanticide programs of the early Reich. Sanger even published several articles in Birth Control Review that reflected Hitler's white supremacist world view. Do you think this state senator is aware of the fact that the heritage of Planned Parenthood is that of a white supremacist? Well, you know what? You should keep watching the tape because she actually uses what you just said to actually spin it as though Margaret Sanger really wasn't concerned about people of color, but was really focusing on um, immigrants of white background. It's really interesting. She actually uh, she puts out her own bit of misinformation a little bit farther along in the tape, and it's very offensive. Do you know how far in? Uh, I think it's probably another 30 seconds in or less. All right, let's go to it, Logan. Let's keep watching that. And they are safely and legally able to make a decision that would help them. And oftentimes these women that have these higher rates of complicated pregnancies 
also have other children. And so why would we want that mother to die because someone says she shouldn't have the right to make a decision about her own life and then inadvertently throw all of her children into a foster care system that never really recognized her or her family as being worthy of care and support. So this is about all kinds of care. We know that black and brown women die trying to give birth. We know that oftentimes when you have a miscarriage, that is also technically, and the procedure, the next step, is technically called an abortion. And so we don't want those to be criminalized. We also want to make sure that if women are trying to navigate their way through their pregnancy, that they are supported and they are embraced, and that they are giving real information that is also accurate to help them navigate. We have already seen, because of the proliferation of social media, that when young women and women of color are pregnant and they are on their feeds, because they are pregnant, they are seeking information about pregnancy. And the information begins to skew uh, dramatically towards misinformation and fear-inducing information about the pregnancy. And we have seen as a result uptick in anxieties around those pregnancies and also complications with those pregnancies. So this is a full and comprehensive look at what is happening um, in this space around women who are pregnant. Um, this is why it also comes with a funding allocation, because while it is great to have policy, it is also really important that you are funding those kinds of values to make sure that you are able to provide women and people who are pregnant with the access, the accurate information, and the resources they need to make decisions that will keep them and their families safe. Thank you. Other wow. Okay, let's hold comments? it right there. Okay. Um, is it, did we get it? It's in there, right? Um, it's a, it's it's a little bit farther on, and I apologize. I don't know exactly at what timestamp it is, but then it's near her ending when she starts uh, coming back, and really, it's that Margaret Sanger really was more concerned with, uh, you know, the, the the white ethnic. See if you can find that, Logan. And 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 while you're doing that, let me go ahead and read a little more uh, sure. that fits from my book, Crave Influence, which again, kind of ironic. Ten thousand copies arrived yesterday that we're giving, you know, away at our cost. Uh, because we're trying to bring attention to the worldview of people like Margaret Sanger at this time, which again, we, as you know, printing prices have gone sky high and the collapse of just-in-time inventory has is, is been such that when we, when we go to print a book, we have to wait months. So how ironic that after waiting for months, this book, 10,000 copies arrives yesterday, right? To start trying to give away by the case so people will educate young people. But here's what I write on page 312 about her. Margaret Sanger. During the next few years, Sanger authored several best-selling books and spoke regularly to large and receptive audiences, not only in America, but throughout the world. In the pivot of civilization, she praised the cause of eugenics, openly calling for the eradication of, quote, human weeds, as you quoted today, for the, quote, cessation of charity, end quote, for the segregation of, quote, morons, misfits, and the maladjusted, end quote, and for the coercive, coercive sterilization of, quote, genetically inferior races in yes. quote yes. as her popularity soared she married a multimillionaire who eagerly funded her cause but then it says i write here when the horrors of hitler's nazi doctors and scientists came to light after world war ii 
Sanger once again had to remake her image and distance herself from the disgraced Europeans. She found a new organization with a new name, Planned Parenthood. Yes. Missed something? That is, and they finally admitted that, I believe, in 2017, Planned Parenthood finally admitted the racist nature of their organization. And yet, Hillary Clinton has received the Margaret Sanger Award. So many have received it. And here they talk today about white supremacists, Christians, conservatives, capitalists, people that maybe are concerned about, you know, border security, even though we've got 50 people tied to terrorism that have been arrested coming over the border. And that's the ones that were caught. So if you have any of these concerns, by the way, sex trafficking, which I would think everybody of every people group in the world should be concerned about sex trafficking because that subjects all of our kids, grandkids, nieces, nephews, you know, all of our family and friends and any innocent kid who we don't know is subjected with this sex trafficking. Uh, But if you're concerned about the border for any of these reasons, that automatically also makes you a racist. So it's ironic how they throw around the term racist and white supremacist, yet the biggest of the biggest names in the political world and other, you know, Hollywood, you know, philanthropy have received the Margaret Sanger Award. I mean, Hillary Clinton has literally taken an award from an admitted white supremacist, Margaret Sanger, who bragged about speaking to the women's auxiliary of the KKK. Exactly. The abortion industry is steeped in racism, and it should be ashamed of itself. But again, it projects onto pro-life clinics and pro-life centers and maternity homes who are reaching out to the poorest of the poor, sometimes the destitute, the homeless mothers, and we are giving them the other choice, which is support and understanding and and everything that they need to choose life. And yet it is they, the pro-life groups, they are called racist by this very same organization, Planned Parenthood, who was founded by a proud white supremacist, Margaret Sanger. It's shocking and it's shameless. Absolutely. I think Logan found that spot. Good job, Logan. Let's, let's play that, please. You know, I always question when I hear um, the historical references to Planned Parenthood, if those same statements would be shared if I were not a black female author. I certainly do know the history of Planned Parenthood. I do know the history of Margaret Sanger, and I do know that she was not talking about African Americans then. She was actually talking about other ethnic white immigrants. And so I must say I am highly insulted by that use of racial propaganda, and I certainly wish that the opposition would be standing with me on ACA 3 and constitutional amendments about slavery and involuntary servitude using some of those statements. And yet, those voices are silent. With that, I respectfully ask for your I vote on SB 1245. Were you allowed to respond to that? Were you allowed to respond to that? No, the way that this, the committee is set up, um, the, the, the witness may speak up to two minutes, up to four minutes. There's two witnesses, but basically four minutes. And unless a committee member addresses a question directly to me, I am not allowed to respond. The only people who can respond is obviously the author herself and then any of the committee people. They can engage as who, who they wish. I'm not sure if you could see in that video, but sitting immediately to the right of uh, Senator Kamlager is uh, Molly Robson, who is a representative of Planned Parenthood. Oh, wow. You know, isn't that something? She was ready. She was ready for... Margaret Sanger is a racist. Margaret Sanger called people of color wees. Margaret Sanger was going after black and brown. 
Margaret Sanger is going after Italians, Slavics. She was ready for that and turned it on its head, flipped it around, as you said, and then basically is now accusing you. I, to me, it's not yeah. like she was accusing you of being a racist. To, to yes, that's exactly what she did because she's been ready. I have been up to Sacramento before. The Right to Life League has gone up there before, and I have called them out in a different committee in a similar way. And she offended then, and it took her by, by, by surprise. And so she's ready. And now what she's saying is, well, Margaret Sanger really wasn't against people of color. She was against a, a different white ethnicity. And that is a lie. That is a lie. And she also called me as, she suggested that I am racist for calling out Margaret Sanger and the disparate impact that this bill has has is going to make. It has nothing to do with Senator Kamlager's race. It has to do with the content of the bill and how it's going to disparately target women of color and push abortion on them. But it doesn't matter because, again, she serves the abortion cartel and she has to get this bill through and it's going to pass. Have you that's what that is just one of the bills going through Sacramento. And this is one of the things that we at the Right to Life League try to fight against. Have you have you been able to track how much money has gone to that senator by Planned Parenthood or such it's groups? Very, it's very hard because Planned Parenthood will will give certain funds uh, from its its corporation. But it it what it does is it tells individual donors to individually fund these particular, you know, senators or assembly men and women, you can't track it that way. But that's how they do it. They get around because, you, look, they can't they can't violate, uh, you know, uh, funding limits and levels and things like that. But it, and it's very, very hard to track. And frankly, we are a small nonprofit organization doing the very best we can. We don't have an entire, you know, data and research division. Uh, if there are two attorneys, there's myself and the president, Teresa Brennan, and we fight every day. But we have limited means. Wow. Um, tell me about the bill. In, in, we got, I got to wrap up due to all the guests I still have, but I got to keep getting you on more regularly. I just met you last week. So, you know, here I am already having you back over in a few days because I was so impressed with your, um, uh, with your uh, delivery and your information. Uh, you make my job easy. So thank you. Um, but let me ask you to tell our audience about this horrific bill in California that allows for the killing of a baby up to 28 days. Oh my goodness, that is AB 2223. It's uh, the infanticide bill. I have referred to it as Buffy's Baby Slayer Bill. The reason I call it Buffy's Baby Slayer Bill is because the author is Buffy Wicks, another uh, pro-abort uh, uh, assemblywoman. And the, the purpose of the bill is ostensibly to protect women from being uh, prosecuted for stillbirths. Because uh, there were there was a rogue prosecutor who went after two women who were very drug addicted and had delivered uh, some babies, you know, stillborn, and then they were prosecuted uh, for that. And that is what has given the abortion cartel the impetus to go ahead and say, let's protect women from any prosecution. But this bill goes much farther than simply protecting women who want to exercise their right for abortion. It also protects anyone, and I do mean anyone, who assists or aids a woman in the choice of her reproductive outcome. So if you choose an abortion, you can have anyone assist you with it. They don't have to be a licensed abortionist. They don't have to be a nurse. They don't have to be a midwife. Nothing. Anyone can assist them. And the bill will make sure that no one can be investigated for the death of a baby born alive after birth. It's called perinatal death. 
due to causes that occurred in utero. Now, that's not defined. What is a cause that occurred in utero? Well, genetics did, right? The conception itself did. Uh, when you take a chemical abortion pill, mifepristone, that's also something that happens in utero, right? So what, what we're talking about is any botched abortion that results in the live birth of a baby, born alive during the perinatal period, which is defined in California state law as up to 28 days, so long as that baby's born alive and dies within that 28 period, and so long as a doctor can point to a cause that occurred in utero, no one can investigate the, the anyone who assisted the mother itself. It's a little bit like when Nancy Pelosi said, well, you have to pass the bill to find out what's in it, <laughs> right? Okay, you have to investigate the birth of a, uh, the, I'm sorry, the birth and death of a baby to find out what the cause was. But this bill, AB 2223, prevents any investigation. It actually hampers the coroner. It removes coroner's duties, and it, it does other things that prevent law enforcement from being able to investigate the death of a baby born alive after a botched abortion. So that's why AB 2223 legalizes abortion on demand from conception all the way through delivery and beyond. Wow. And, and what do you make of Senator Warren, Elizabeth Warren, um, I think AOC, a few others, talking about, maybe Pelosi herself, I, can't, I, I read so many news reports, but I'm hearing them talk about using federal lands to set up abortion clinics on federal lands. I, thankfully, I read an article today that that would make that difficult due to the, to the Hyde Amendment. But again, yeah. when did these people ever follow the law, right? I mean, they're basically telling the Supreme Court to go to pound sand. Maxine Waters has said, to, you know, uh, H word with the Supreme Court. Uh, Biden's saying I can use executive orders if I can and basically tell the Supreme Court I'm not gonna follow the rule of law. You got sanctuary cities. I mean, uh, now, now we've got elected officials saying, we're gonna let them kill babies. We won't do anything about it. We won't go after them. We won't prosecute them. District attorneys in Republican states are saying we won't go after them. I mean, these people are lawless. So, I mean, they, they have no compunction on the rule of law. I have no problem with disobeying laws that are against the laws of nature, nature's God. That's what we did when we prosecuted as Americans the Nuremberg trial. We did not let those SS officers sit there and say, well, I didn't break any laws, because they did it. They had changed all the laws in Germany. That's when our prosecutors with the Nuremberg trial, the American prosecutors said, wait a minute, you broke the laws of nature, nature's God, the moral law. So I, I'll make it very clear. I'm not opposed to going against laws that are against the laws of nature and our constitutional republic. But these people, they go against the laws when it doesn't suit them and they make up the laws to come against their political enemies when it does suit them. Exactly. They are lawlessness. And yes. what pro-life organizations and the, the movement has done for more than 50 years is to obey the law and use the law accordingly to change hearts and minds. They have prayed, they have rallied, they have used every legal avenue, uh, elections and, and everything to change the law using the legal system. We have never gone outside of the law. We have never been lawless. And yet we have Merrick Garland, the DOJ, who's saying, well, we're not gonna support, we're not gonna do anything about it. You have Biden, who is now, uh, he, he lifted the FDA requirement on sending out the abortion pill, mifepristone, and, and, and that, that's the chemical abortion. And he's saying, well, we're going to find a way to uh, ship it to the states. That's a direct contradiction to the ruling of Dobbs that just came down that said, no, the states control abortion laws in their states. So 
even our president is trying to go around the law and to disregard all in the name of abortion. What do you what do you make of them calling for setting up facilities on on federal land? What what do you, you think they're really going to go forward with that or are they just blowing hot air right now? I think you're seeing an, uh, an absolute desperation and implosion of the pro-aborts. That's what's happening. They see that, they, look, they've just, their business model has just been crushed because uh, 13 states had trigger laws and 26 states are already putting laws in place to severely limit abortion on demand, right? And that is a great thing. But what does it do? It impacts Planned Parenthood, NARAL, and all of these other different abortion providers. That is big money. And you mentioned the Hyde Amendment. Here is how they are getting around at the federal government. Do you remember the Biden blue state bailout when he rewarded all of his friends in blue states for helping him with the election? Well, all of that money flowed into coffers into blue states. It has swelled the California state budget to something close to $100 billion. Okay, that now that money is in the state coffer. It doesn't have to respect the Hyde Amendment, right? It's now been an end run. Because it's not federal the, money. It was, uh, they, you know, they're, they're, they're laundering the money. Correct. It is a money laundering operation. The federal government sends the money to the states. The state can now spend it on abortion as it sees fit, because under Roe versus Wade, the states are going to be legislating this matter, which is a good thing, because at least it's not the federal government anymore doing it. But this is what Biden is enabling with the blue state bailout. So we have $100 billion in California. This is why Governor Newsom has so much money to throw at the abortion cartel to fund up to 20 different bills that are going through right now. He wants to make California an abortion state sanctuary using taxpayer dollars, not just from California, but from all around the nation, thanks to the Biden blue state bailout. That's what's happening. So this is a, a one article today. Joe Biden unveils five-step abortion action plan to kill babies, quote, to quote, the fullest extent possible. And I think we just touched on it. Um, insider reports, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Secretary unveiled a, the plan at a press conference in Washington, including efforts to thwart state legislation banning mail-order abortion drugs and to train doctors and pharmacists uh, on how to refer for abortions. Quote, increasing access to this drug is a national imperative and in the public interest, he said, while accusing the Supreme Court of creating, quote, a moment of crisis in health care, end quote. The former California lawyer slammed the court's decision to allow states to protect unborn babies from abortion, calling it despicable, but, quote, predictable, according to Fox News. So uh, they're wasting no time. Second, the Biden administration wants to make sure doctors and pharmacists are trained on how to refer patients for abortions. And third, it plans to remind Medicaid providers that federal tax dollars may be used to pay for birth control and emergency contraception, contraception according to the report. Fourth, uh, the Secretary of Health and Human Services said that the Office of Civil Rights needs to make sure that medical information remains private and parents or patients are not discriminated against for seeking abortions. And fifth, HHS Secretary said, that's who it is, I'm sorry, make sure I got the right secretary, said his office is exploring ways to potentially use Emergency Medical Treatment Act to expand abortions. Comment? Well, Becerra is from California. That's where he came from. So what you're seeing, this is why the fight for you know, for life in California is so very critical. Abortion started here in California and it's spread its errors across our nation. And now Becerra is there doing what he needs to do to make sure that the abortion cartel gets funding. And they're even suggesting to kind of make an end run around Dobbs by saying, well, we'll just ship these uh, the, the chemical drug to the states anyway, even though some states are outlawing that procedure. So one, once again, they're, they're going to be setting up a, a, a challenge to Dobbs immediately. This is what Becerra is doing. And it's, it's despicable because, again, 
It is lawlessness, and it is all in the name of abortion, of killing unborn American citizens, particularly of color. Of color. It's it's a disparate impact, especially on low-income minority children and their mothers. Absolutely. they, they are, it's racist through and through. And how are you feeling tonight in regards to the targeting of pro-life leaders and facilities? Well, I, I, I'm very troubled by it. Um, I know that at, at last time I checked, about 50 different uh, pro-life organizations across the nation have been targeted, either, either uh, firebombed or vandalized, and we're very concerned. We at the Right to Life League, we have gotten death threats. The, the FBI is involved in, in trying to track that down. So we're all very nervous about that. And But again, it just indicates life is winning We've won a major battle, and the abortion cartel is pivoting now. They're trying to build a new business model using taxpayer dollars out of the blue states. And you know what? That means we're winning, and that's why we double down now in California. That's why we challenge every one of these bills. That's why we need to get a personhood amendment in our state constitution and also in our national constitution so that never again can we have abortion on demand by either the courts or the federal government. We can do this, but we need to be active now. Everyone needs to be engaged, boots on the ground, because this is the pro-life moment. This is what we've been waiting and fighting for for over 50 years. Absolutely. Give your website, please, Susan. It's righttolifeleague.com or .org, any way you got it, righttolifeleague.com league all spelled out dot org or dot com and please just go there and donate we are not woke we have no merchandise we uh, only do one fundraiser one time a year and all of it goes to fund programs that help these different pro-life organizations up and down the state of california so that they can keep their doors open and they can keep ministering to women and that we can keep fighting against bad bills and that we can keep educating the public that's all we do and we really need your help and now is the moment if, you're, if you live in a state like Texas or Ohio or Louisiana who has won the victory, well, you've already won. Could you send us a little bit of help out here? Send us boots on the ground out here so that we can engage and we can motivate the people of California to take back their states away from these the pro-aborts and the abortion cartel. That's what we need right now at this moment. Absolutely. Right, right to Life to League. Dot org. Right, right to Life or dot org. Right, right. to Life League. RightToLifeLeague.org, RightToLifeLeague.org. All right, Susan, before I let you go, I hope you don't mind. I just found out in my ear, I guess Logan's in the control room looked you up. And he, he making sure he had your title correct. And he looked you up and he said, hey, wait a minute. He just whispered in my ear while, about 20 minutes ago. Did you know she was on Simon and Simon and Magnum P.I.? <laughs> yes, yes, I have. I- career as a film and television actress in Hollywood. Um, well, those are two of my favorite shows, Simon and Simon, uh, Magnum P.I. I have a lot of DVDs. I don't like a lot of the new shows. My regular audience knows I watch a lot of shows from the 70s and 80s. Uh, and Simon and Simon and Magnum P.I. are two of my favorites. So I had no clue that you had such a distinguished resume. I, I, I was sunshine in an episode with, uh, you know, the, I got to go to Hawaii and the whole thing. And I, I had a, I had a nice career in uh, film and television when I was uh, a little younger. Okay. Well, so. one day we'll leave a little extra time for you to tell us some stories. So people love the background stories. Well, sure. I All appreciate right. it.
I, I am, I'm in media under my maiden name, uh, just because it's important to protect my family. I've Absolutely. been called names. Uh, they start with a C, but it doesn't mean conservative. If you yep. know what I mean. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a sad day. It's a sad day. Uh, when you are a public person and you're conservative, a person of faith that you have to be so careful. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, we had a gunman come into our conference in April of 2017 from Saudi Arabia. He had two guns and made a video of it on Facebook Live. We have it. And then he then he uh, sat out in his car and made two more videos, brandishing five weapons and two semi-automatics, threatening me and my next guest. And the police department in the state of South Dakota in Sioux Falls said on camera, the man was just practicing his First Amendment rights, to which the attorney and state representative and state senator in the room that night said, no, he was not. Yeah, and, uh, no, no. <laughs> so we weren't even getting a whole lot of support from uh, the, the local government, but we went out and found out later why Saudi Arabia Prince had dumped a bunch of money into the Sioux Falls area. So yes, uh, conservative people of high profile, it's unfortunately uh, not a lot... Uh, it's not glamorous, and it's and it no, it's fight. And we do this for God. We do yep. this for, we do this for America. That's why we do it. Absolutely. Well, you're gonna, you're going to be a regular guest, Susan. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Right to life folks. Check it out.